0: The BYU men's basketball team gets back into the win column. They do it in somewhat of a controversy. Okay, not that big of a controversy, but we're talking about all the same on Postcast. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day, and then welcome on into a special edition of the podcast. We like to call them postcasts here as BYU men's basketball gets back into the wind column in Big 12 play with a very, very nice 84 to 72 victory over the Texas Longhorns at the Marriott Center. A high noon tip on ESPN2, and it was a really, really really raucous atmosphere from what I could see. Now, let me acknowledge right up front, I was uh, not at the Marriott Center this afternoon. I was actually at the Southtown Exposition Exposition Center in Sandy, Utah. I guess it's now known as the Mountain America Expo Center. But I was there for my daughter's cheer competition. But uh, amid the lulls of how many different teams were competing, I was able to catch most of the game. And I thought it was a very, very good atmosphere, great fan support. And BYU gets a much-needed victory to get back into the win brings their uh, Big 12 record back to 3-4 and four after dropping two straight to drop to 2-4 and four in Big 12 play. I really liked how BYU took it to Texas. There was none of this, we're going to rely on the outside shot. BYU very much was uh, content to say, you know what, if you're going to try and drive us off the three-point line, we'll go right to the hole and score it on you. And I was really, really impressed with BYU's ability to attack the rim. Uh, in fact, uh, I saw this immediately after the game. Gregor Bell tweeted out, BYU on their two-point uh, uh, attempts. We're talking mid-range and also layups, dunks, that type of stuff, stuff inside the three-point line. BYU shot north of 75% on those shots. That is scorching hot. For the game, BYU was red hot, 64% from the field, 41.2% from three. They only attempted 17, so they got to half of what their stated goal is to hoist up 35 threes, and I know that Rodney Terry, the Texas coach in the postgame, said that he felt like they did a good job neutralizing BYU's three-point shooting. Well, yeah, they held BYU to half of the three-point attempts they typically like to take, but when you make 41.2% of those, and then, by the way, you are 32 of 50 from the field over Overall, very, very impressed with what I saw from BYU. Noah Waterman continues to really have a nice run here. He had 17 points in this game. Same with Jackson Robinson. They moved Jackson Robinson back into the starting lineup, and he responded very positively in this game. It was good to see him uh, have a nice run here. He was not content just to play from outside. He only attempted two three-pointers. He was 8 of 11 from the field. Similar to Noah Waterman, he was 3 of 6 from 3, but also ended up 7 of 11 from the field as well. So, I, overall, this was a very cohesive uh, win for BYU. Very impressed with how they handled things. Uh, there was uh, obviously moments where BYU would turn the ball over. They ended up let's see, with 16 turnovers in this game. And that's the only reason this game was as close as it was. And it was still a 12-point margin of victory for BYU. Uh, Dylan DeSue, or Daisu, I don't know how you pronounce his name correctly, ended up with 19 points to pace Texas in this game. But I thought BYU, for the most part, neutralized his uh, advantage on the interior. And the one other guy I want to give him, massive shout out. Uh, oh, actually, two of them. Uh, the big men for BYU in particular, Ali Khalifa, who ended up with eight assists in this game, had a very paltry output offensively in terms of points. Just two points on one of five shooting. It was 0-3 from three, but those eight assists, every single one of them seemed to be just be one of those dazzling uh, plays and ends up with eight assists to two turnovers. He continues to just absolutely rock it. And then also big ups to Fuseni Triori. Fus is getting back to full health, or at least as close as it appears he's going to get this season. He's been dealing with that hamstring. It's been a tricky deal for him uh, to navigate that, but he was at his best. I think he probably had his finest performance since early on in the season today against Texas and really liked what I saw from him. When Foose is able to kind of rumble in the lane and do his thing, he's got his touch on his jumper as well as his uh, touch around the rim with his uh, hook shots and the like. That is a very... Very nice weapon to add to an already potent BYU offense. I really was impressed with what he put up. and BYU uh, ends up carving up Texas for 84 points in this game. It was a comprehensive victory. There, There's no if, and, or but about this. There was no uh, situation where you felt like this game might get out of hand in the second half. B-way, you built as big as a 17-point lead. It, it got down to like 9 points and uh, the, they went to a timeout after Texas got to that. I think it was 9 points if I recall correctly. Said, this is the closest they've been in a hot minute. Well, what did you proceed to do? I think that might have been the final uh, media timeout. They come out and then they had that possession. They got two big offensive rebounds and essentially carved a minute 30 off of the clock by working it the 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 IQ the, the just the smarts that BYU had in this game really impressed me. And it was nice to see BYU not let the loss to Houston as well as Texas Tech linger over into this one. They just kind of went out and did their thing and uh, took care of their business. I really liked what I saw from BYU. And they will now get a deserved break as they will have a midweek break. They'll have a bye uh, midweek. They will not play Tuesday or Wednesday this week, and they will make the long trip, probably the long, not probably, it is the longest trip of their Big 12 slate if they will make the cross-country trip to Morgantown, West Virginia, to take on the West Virginia Mountaineers and uh, really, really liked what I saw from the Cougars. And the other thing about it is, I guess, Big 12-wise, if you look at the scores as of recording of this podcast, this is, uh, there's still some games going on. But all the games so far leading up to BYU's game were like one-a-possession games. And BYU just uh, absolutely rumbled past Texas. So really. Really nice win for the Cougars. Now gets them back into the win column. Like I guess it gets them to three and four. If they go to West Virginia next week and win that game, they're sitting back at 500 as we mid uh, near the midway point of Big 12 play. Uh, really, really like what I saw from them. We'll let you guys have your say on the podcast. Uh, I've been uh, meaning to get back to more of this with these postcasts, so uh, we'll get to some comments as well as some other thoughts on BYU and this win over Texas. We'll do that in just a moment right here on the Locked on Cougars podcast. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Utah Community Credit Union. Now, you've heard me talk about Utah Community Credit Union for quite a while. Now, the best part about Utah Community Credit Union is the Learn and Earn feature, part of the UCCU mobile banking ad that is paying your entire family to learn about money. Now, I've been a member of UCCU in the interest of full disclosure since I was 8 years old, but this Learn and Earn feature is really, really awesome, my friends. We all want to be smarter when it comes to our money, and that's where Learn and Earn comes in. It breaks down financial topics into fun, bite-sized educational games featuring quizzes and trivia mainly. And the best part is every time a family member can completes a top of earn points that accrue and be redeemed for gift cards to stores like Amazon, Apple, Sephora, Walmart, Nike, and many, many more. The best part is there's age-appropriate content for every member of the family. You all can compete against one another and track your progress on leaderboards. And then once again, it's inside the UCCU mobile banking app, so you can play Learn and Earn anywhere, anytime. The more you play, the more you learn. Of course, the more you learn, the more you earn. It's as simple as that, everybody, so get on it. It's Learn and Earn, part of UCCU's award-winning Be money Smart Youth Banking program, helping kids, teens, and parents have fun with becoming more financially literate together. It's all courtesy of your friends at UCCU. Love where you bank. Thank you once again for making locked on Cougars, your first listen of the day. Hope you guys are all doing well. Uh, if you have not done so already, please consider subscribing signing up for our subtext community. Been a really fun way to support the show. Having great interactions via text message with a number of you uh, BYU fans out there. I call you guys the real OGs, the real uh, diehards as it is uh, for this podcast. Uh, and uh, to the one troll who tells me I should stop giving plugs for subtext, I'm not going to stop. It's been a really, really fun way to interact with BYU fans. And I would hope uh, that, more of you will consider signing up. It's a 14-day free trial. Like I said, Direct communication with me via text messages on your phone. So if you want to have that access, uh, hit it up in the show notes. Uh, click the link, uh, put in your phone number, and you're on your way. It's a great way, like I said, to interact with the show, support the show, and as well uh, as uh, just have fun uh, with us here on the podcast. All right, before we go on today's show, a couple of comments uh, from you out there in uh, the, the our, our fan base, I guess I should say, from social media and the like. Good friend Danny Drew on our subtext community says, 84 points is close to the 90 points, but I believe the BYU needs ever to score every game to win. Now, Danny, I think, has got a good point there. You should be striving to just absolutely run away from teams. And BYU, when they're on like they were today, yeah, they're going to near that 90-point total. Now, in Big 12 play, you got teams like Houston out there that are absolutely going to lock you down defensively. And for BYU to get 68 points against Houston is actually a comparable, like, 80-90% performance against other teams So Danny's got a point there, you want to uh, have High scoring output for BYU Because it's kind of their calling card, they're an offensive Minded team and when they have a chance to Play as offensively minded as they were In this game in particular today Yeah, they're going to have a good chance to win those games Good friend Daniel Haslam on Twitter says It's a big win, showed that BYU deserves to be ranked I agree with that, that's the other thing about this I think there's some people out there wondering if BYU Was really a top 25 caliber team Well the Big 12 has shown that it has Got just absolutely incredible basketball across the league and BYU is showing they belong right in the thick of things. Yes, they're 3-4 and in conference but don't let that uh, take away anything from what BYU is doing. I think anybody who watches Big 12 basketball knows how good this league is and really how dog-eat-dog the nature is of this conference. Uh, Our good friend Russell Grizz, uh, Grizz' father says definitely the best overall game of the Big 12 season. I have a hard time disagreeing with you, Russ because I think that's absolutely the right uh, call on that. Texas was not bad offensively. They shot 44% from the In this game They they had a very good game uh, Offensively 44% typically is going to get you in the thick of games But when you outshoot them by almost 20 percentage points more I think it's 19.7% 19.7% more Speaking of BYU Well you're going to run away from them And like I said the only thing that really kept Texas as close as they were in this game Was the BYU's turnover issues Which continue to be a little bit of a a Burr in their you know what They had 16 against 7 For uh, Texas and obviously had BYU been able to cut down those turnovers maybe have them this game's probably even that close that's the thing about this it was just it was one of those games that BYU uh, handled their business but that's just kind of the one thing you look at and say okay maybe if they can cut down on that they have a chance to do that because Texas points off of turnovers 17 off of those uh, 16 turnovers for BYU so not the best in terms of Uh, I guess what I'd say, uh, output in terms of points off turnovers, but it's still 17 points directly off BYU miscues, and that can be corrected. That continues to be a thing that BYU needs to work on. Uh, Weston a Pyro Cook says, BYU shows they can make baskets from the paint. It's absolutely the right call. They did. They really were content. They're going to run us off the three-point line. We'll go right to the rim, use our mid-range game, and Jackson Robinson in particular looked on point from that mid-range game, and I think they'll have more NBA scouts continuing to pay attention to him because his ability to score at all three levels is the call it. And what do you mean by all three levels is at the rim, in the mid-range, and also from three-point arc, those are things that the NBA values. They want guys who can, like I said, score at all three levels and that's the nice thing for Jackson Robinson. He is showing that. Luke McDermott or Luca, Lucasimo says they played much more composed, moved the ball well as a team, and didn't force shots. Exactly how I want them to play the rest of the way. I agree with you on that, Luke. This is the type of basketball. BYU can play this type of basketball. Share the ball, find the good shots, and more importantly, knock down those shots. And then conversely, on the defensive end, they were doing a pretty good job with the rotations. They were doing monsters. They are doing 1-3-1 one, one zone. They are doing man at times. I continue to like how BYU mixes things up defensively because it causes opponents to getting a little bit of a scramble drill when they see BYU come out in one defense and almost morph into another, seemingly the next possession. That's that—is an advantage BYU is using to great effect. I like that. Now, uh, Corso here says, Corso 4420 says, they better finish 6-5 in the last 11 games or the NIT will be calling. Uh, here's the thing, Corso. BYU probably could finish 7-11 and, and still make the NCAA tournament. That's how good the Big 12 is projecting to be right now. 6-5 in the last 11 will get them to 9-9 nine nine, which is the goal I believe they should uh, be striving for 500 in conference uh, but we'll see how things ultimately pan out it's just it's one of those things that you gotta watch this league the league is absolutely just beating up on each other we saw Iowa State who BYU beat by the way they we saw BYU, Iowa State beat Texas today. This league is just, it, it is cannibalizing itself, but in a good way, because it's going to battle test every single one of these teams, including BYU going in uh, to an NCAA tournament where they're going to feel like, okay, we've just gone through an absolute gauntlet, and whoever you throw up against us, we're going to be able to handle them. That's that's the positive of what BYU is going through right now. Now, the final thing I want to do before we go on uh, this postcast is address the horns down uh like debacle, I don't know, with controversy. Now, some BYU students, within their rights, I think, uh, before the game were spotted right along the baseline near the Texas bench wearing uh, shirts that spelled out horns down when they st- stood next to each other. By the first media timeout, they were asked to take those shirts off. Now, Chase Rogers, who works for the Daily Universe, there was some controversy about, it. did Texas request the BYU take uh, take those shirts off of those students, or was it a BYU doing it? Well, Chase Rogers from the Daily Universe said that it was a BYU media person. Personality. Now, who could that be? Is that, uh, is that somebody from BYU TV asking them to do that? Well, Mark Pope after the game says that a horns down is, quote, not us. Coach, here's the thing. The fact that Texas is as charm and soft as they are about the horns down saga, and trust me, I'm going to have Texas fans all over my mentions about this just addressing this, but the fact that Texas is as charm and soft, and I'll say it again, charm and soft about the horns down thing makes it all the more uh, like likely that it's going to happen wherever they go Rodney Terry is chastising UCF a week ago saying that don't do that bleep that's that's classless and then uh, he says well, we don't we don't jump in, up and down and celebrate like we won the national championship and then the very next game against Baylor he's jumping up and down like they won the national championship when his team won on a buzzer beater the the the, the the Horns Down thing is just bizarre and stupid that Texas can, continues to take so much offense to it. But guess what? The fact that they take the offense to it, that's why people do it more often. It is just this incredibly soft thing that uh, Texas needs to get over. Just get over it. Move on from it. So I, I, I don't get why BYU was like, well, it's that, that's not us. Coach, it's going to happen everywhere Texas goes. By the way, you think that the Big 12 is mean about this with Texas? Imagine what SEC fan bases are going to do. And by the way, BYU students were chanting SEC at Texas after this game was ending. I actually thought the student section was well within their rights to do what they want. But you know what? If BYU administration wants them to take down those Horns Down shirts, so be it. But come on, Texas. Y'all, y'all are bigger than that, right? Uh, everybody, everybody says things are bigger in Texas, but the way Texas acts about horns down, it's pretty small time, honestly. All right, that's going to do it. A big thank you to all of you for your support of the podcast, as always. uh, We'll be back on Monday with a new full edition of the podcast, talking BYU football, basketball. We'll have a lot of coverage for you guys in the week ahead, but a big thank you, as always, for making Locked On Cougars your first listen today. Thank you to all of you who are everydayers as well. And until next time, my friends, this has been Postcast with Locked On Cougars.